Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, Jones, thanks for talking to us. Um, Argentina against Australia or Australia against Argentina. Um, this game seems to have been in the works for, for quite some time. Why, why did it take so long to lock it in? It starts with a strategy, Simon. Um, so what you're seeing in the Socceroos in 2023, because we have the ability to choose uh, opposition, uh, is exactly what we have done the past um, two and a half years on the Matildas side. It's about setting up... Uh, matches that help us normalise playing top teams uh, around the world. And why would we do that? We do that because um, it helps once it comes competition time. Um, It helps by hardening our players. It puts our players on platforms uh, like it did at the World Cup where Harry Suda has a great game and ends up in the Premier League. It's about being part of the upper echelon of, of world football. So we've started to implement that on the men's side in 2023, just like we had done over the past two and a half years on the women's side. We started this uh, thought process um, about playing Argentina, funnily enough, before we played Argentina at the World Cup. And you might ask, um, why is that? Well, the reason was because we knew if we got out of our group it at the World Cup, we'd probably end up second, uh, which we did. And if we ended up second, we would probably play Argentina, who would have been first in their group. So we thought... We might end up playing them, so it would be a good uh, time pre-World Cup to open up a discussion. We did that. Uh, things were looking good. They won the World Cup, which meant that it became a whole uh, much more complex. Um, so we've been hunting Argentina ever since uh, the Qatar World Cup, and there were discussions about it being played. We would have loved it to be played in Australia. They weren't going to come to Australia. Um, there was one point we are going to play them in the United States, but we've ended up um, landing the game and landing it in, in, in Beijing, which is interesting for other reasons. But that's how we've got there. It's been a six or seven month process and we're very happy that uh, we've landed against the world champions. Uh, look, I'm sure the fans are delighted that Australia playing Argentina, the world champions. Uh, I think they will be disappointed that the game is in China and not in Australia. But why has that been chosen as the venue? Well, it hasn't, it's not, it's not like you get to choose where you play sometimes. Um, um, there was an opportunity in the end to play Argentina, who we wanted to play against in China, because Argentina had agreed to go to China. Um, so it wasn't as if um, it was a choice between Australia or, or Argentina. That was the, the the choice. It was Argentina in China if we wanted to to play them, um, which we did. What was interesting though is if we don't get teams to Australia, and it's difficult to get the top teams out to Australia if we don't. Um, you want to make sure that it's played in a time zone or at a time that is attractive for the fans in Australia so that we can watch them on TV. So this game will be uh, will kick off on the 15th at 8pm Beijing time, which is 10pm on the East Coast and 8pm on the West Coast. And uh, anywhere between 6pm and, and, and 12 midnight is considered um, prime time in Australian football. So it will be on free to air, be free to watch, and it will be at prime time for our fans in Australia. Um, that will be the only game for the Socceroos in that uh, June window. There, there was a little bit of uh, talk, one or two rumours I heard, that Uruguay might have 
been coming to Australia. Was that ever on the cards? How close was that to happening? Yeah, if you, if, if you go back to the football strategy, which is to play um, top opposition, um, of course, Uruguay is, is always going to be uh, at the north end of, of your shopping list. Um, I think Uruguay is a little bit extra special because there's a history there uh, for Australian football and the Socceroos with Uruguay, um, uh, particularly around the 2005 qualifying match uh, for, for the World Cup. So, yeah, Uruguay would be a fantastic opposition. Uh, they're, they're a federation we have good relationships with and um, we haven't played them yet, but I'm, I'm sure we will do in the in the near future. I just want to finish off the chat by broadening it out to one or two other topics, if, if you don't mind, and happy to answer these questions. Um, I see Graham Arnold has been out on the front foot again in, in recent days on the ABC, asking for funding for a home of the Socceroos. Uh, is this campaign, uh, and I mean, it, it probably is, uh, or at least looks like a campaign, uh, and as a football person, I'm fully supportive of it, but is it having any impact at all with, with governments? Are we close to getting a, a home of football or a home of the Socceroos? Look, I think um, Graham's comments uh, are, of course, very much aligned with the, the view of the organisation. Graham and I talk regularly um, about um, uh, how we unlock more government funding for the Socceroos, whether it be a home of football for the Socceroos um, or whether it be high-performance funding for the Socceroos. So, look, we're, we're very much aligned uh, on that point. Um, it's a, a project that we put in our 11 principles, which was a vision for the game. So it it's a 15-year vision, and, and having a home of football for the Socceroos is, is a priority. We have got the home of the Matildas, which is all but finished. And in June, um, which is only just over a month, actually it's next month, I should say, um, we will have a high-performance facility for Australian football. And we haven't had that in 100 years plus of our history. Um, can we get one for the Socceroos? Yes, we can. And um, naturally, we'd like or would need and like government to come to the table. And they haven't yet. That's the, that's the reality when it comes to the Socceroos. So um, our focus right now is to bring the home of the Matildas to life, um, which is almost uh, done. But we have to have a home for the Socceroos. Um, and, and that's why you're seeing Graham make comments um, when when he has the opportunity to do so, because it's part of a broader strategy to ensure that we've got a high-performance facility for both the Matildas and the Socceroos going forward. As part of that strategy, are you, as a native Queenslander, rather disappointed that the Sunshine States, that has not just Women's World Cup matches, but also the Olympics, of which football is an integral part, and yet seems to continually be ignored uh, when it comes to football-specific facilities, stadiums, training venues, etc. And a lot of government money appears to go towards the other codes and we get nothing yeah so i want to um separate the high performance funding for the Socceroos, the the discussion around the high, uh, home of um uh, football for the soccer yeah they're separate they're separate with, yeah. with, with, with the legacy around the women's world cup um because there has been a good amount of investment around the legacy 23 project um, from New South Wales government, from the Victorian government and from the federal government, um, there hasn't been funding from the Queensland government around Legacy 23. And we are disappointed with that um, because um, Queensland has got great content for the Women's World Cup. They had great content in the lead up 
to the Women's World Cup with the Matildas going all the way to Townsville. Um, the Matildas playing Canada in, in Brisbane. The Socceroos having our 100-year um, celebration in Brisbane. We've done a lot for Queensland. They've got great content in the World Cup. Matildas will play Nigeria in a second match. They're actually based in Queensland. Um, so, yes, um, we would hope that the state of Queensland comes to the table around Legacy 23 because they haven't yet. All of which begs the question, James, why? Why, why what? Why haven't they come to the why table? Why haven't they come to the table? Well, Any I ideas? That's, yeah, that's a, that's a question, I think, for the Queensland government, Simon. Um, as, what, as far as we're concerned, we've put um, some ideas on the table for the Queensland government to look at and to consider. Um, they're going through that process at the moment. They haven't said no, but they haven't said yes. So I think where they land is, is ultimately a question for the Queensland government. Okay. Um, one final question, Jones, and I'll let you go. Less than two months to go before the FIFA Women's World Cup, um, how confident are you that the Matildas are going to put on a good show ahead of their home World Cup? Where are we at? Look, uh, as I said at the start of this uh, discussion, Simon, um, our strategy, I think, has been very clear over the past two and a half years. It was about um, preparing for this moment. Um, it's been about normalising playing top teams around the world, and it wasn't easy to start with. I mean, you and I have had several conversations about that over the past two and a half years. We we were losing at the start of that process and losing hard to teams like Germany, uh, to teams like the Netherlands, um, to teams like Japan. Um, but I think what you've seen at the back end uh, of, of that strategy is – uh, wins against teams like England, Sweden, and Spain, and and having seven out of eight wins leading into a home uh, Women's World Cup, I, I, I'm feeling pretty good, to be honest. Um, now, look, we are trying not to put too much pressure on this team. Um, we're trying to support the team, so our, our hope is they go all the way um, and, and play seven games at the World Cup but we're trying to reduce those expectations. But look, I think going into the World Cup, this team are as prepared as they could be. Um, you're seeing players like um, Sam have the best year of her career. Caitlin Ford is also looking good. You've got Hayley Rasso, um, who, who's looking good. You've got a lot of younger players coming through, like Kyra Cooney-Cross uh, and Courtney Vine. So I'm feeling pretty good about where the team is, Simon. 